ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast today, the Glenn Thanks the Podcast. I'm glad that you're here. What's going on? How you doing? How was your week? Did you have a good week? I had a pretty good week, man. I had a pretty good week. I like how I ask you a question that you can't answer to me. And I'm saying, I'll just say that to say this, you know, like when you ask somebody, how are you doing? You know, you know, the people they'll ask you like, how are you doing? Because they want you to ask them how they doing. I'm good, man. How you doing? And they're like, well, now that you mention it, my life is falling apart. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I had a pretty good week, man. I was super, super duper busy, um, I was super duper, super duper busy uh, this week, so it kind of flew by, right? And uh, I've had some trouble sleeping. I haven't been sleeping real great, which I don't sleep a lot anyway. I probably, on average, I probably sleep about maybe five hours a night. And uh, I just, the older I've gotten, the more trouble I have. I don't know if my brain is like whack, whack a, whack a doodle. Uh, so I started taking melatonin and I kind of laughed at myself this week. I was standing in the, in the aisle of the grocery store, looking at all the melatonins that they had, the variety of melatonins. And I was like, how sad is that? How sad is my life become? Because I saw one, because my problem is, is melatonin put me out. But then a couple hours later, I wake up like it stops working. And so I found some time-release melatonin. And when I saw it, I was like, ooh, time-release melatonin. You know, so I picked it up, I'm reading it. And uh, I'm just like, this is sad. You know, when I'm young, when I was real young, like a teenager, 20s, I was like, I was not this excited about reading melatonin, right? But, I mean, whatever. Whatever. It'd be all right. I guess that's just part of getting older. You get more excited. Someday I'll be like more excited. I'll be like, oh, what a nice wheelchair this is. Too bad that my legs don't work. Um, That's kind of what getting older is, right? Just stuff stops working and stops, you know. I've said stuff. I said stuff to a doctor. I said something. I said, I think I said on this podcast, I said something to a doctor. And they're like, well, you are 39. And I was like, what is that? What was that supposed to mean? What even is that supposed to mean, doctor? And it's like the more, especially this year, it's like more doctors, more stuff going wrong, man. I don't like it, but it'll be all it is what it is, man. It'll be all right. But anyway, anyway, let me tell you about a little bit of excitement I had this week. I locked my keys in my car again. This is going to be a reoccurring theme on the podcast once a month, I'm going to do an episode where I lock my keys in my car. But it's fascinating to me because, like, uh, I'm sorry, that was my telephone. Let me shut it off. That would be considerate of, to, to you, the listener. But uh, <laughs> I, just, I just always forget. But uh, anyway, I locked my keys in my car again this week, right? And uh, I was telling somebody, I call roadside assistance because I have that on my insurance. And they're like, you just need to get one of those spare keys and like hide it somewhere on your car, or put it in your wallet or something, you know. And I was like, but I got roadside assistance. Like, that is my spare key. Why am I going to go to the trouble of getting a spare key when I have that included in my insurance? Like, I'll make them come out and do for me. 
like you bring the spare key to me. And uh, so what they do for uh, for those of you is not like directly through my insurance, but they have a like a third party and whoever's closest or whoever grabs the job first from them, like they come out. And let me tell you what this is, right? These are people that probably used to break into cars, right? Or And was like, I would like to have a career in breaking into cars, right? Because when people show up, it's not like real professional looking people. It's like people in our old Ford Rangers where the shocks are bad on one side, so it's kind of leaning, and it has never been washed since it rolled off the lot, you know, in, the, in 1989. You know, and it says, like, locksmith on the door with, like, mailbox letters that they got at Walmart. And then they break in your car, like, really fast, right? And so this guy, like, pulled up. And I was going to, I mean, they got there really quick and he pulled up and he got out and, you know, I'm just talking to him. He has some faded, um, like America shirt on and, you know, jean shorts and, you know, he looks like, uh, he just looks like he's, he's having a rough go at it, you know? And so he, he breaks my car. I'm being cool. I'm talking to him. And then he starts telling me about times. He's like, uh, he starts telling me about times when people will call him for their insurance policy, right? And it'll be like their friend locked their keys in their car, right? And, uh, which I remember. God did that for me one time back in the day. I might even add roadside assistance. I was just like a teenager and didn't know it. But, They'll they'll say, I need you to come unlock my car. And then when the guy gets there, um, they say, oh, it's actually my friend's car over here. Right. Which is some kind of fraud or something. And uh, which is cool with me, you know, but I'm just like, dude, why are you admitting this to me? Because he's like, I don't even give a dang. I'll open anybody's car. You just need to tell me. And uh, I'm like, that's cool that you. uh that you feel comfortable enough to admit, you know, within five minutes of meeting me, you're comfortable admitting that you'll, you'll do that. You know, that's probably, there's something illegal about that. You know, I'm glad that you think that my, I have a friendly face, you know, it's kind of like, remember on days and confused, the dude with the long hair, like the pie head dude with the long hair and the backwards hat. He's like, are you, when they met, I think it was that young kid. He's like, are you cool, man? Like, it was kind of like that. <laughs> it's kind of like that. And the older I get, the less cool. Like, I don't want to be the cool guy. Like, I don't want to be... Don't come up to me and start telling me about the illegal stuff you do. You know? I, there's something about me. I don't know what it is. I really don't. You know? Because I would probably change it if I did. But people are just confident telling me about doing stuff that they shouldn't have done. You know? Or like... You know, if they cheated on, you know, their spouse or their girlfriend, like people tell me stuff. And I'm like, man, I don't want, why are you telling me this? Like, I don't want to know this, you know, or I did this or that. Like, I don't want to, what, why, what, maybe I'll ask the next person, you know, maybe I'll ask the next person. I guess I just don't look like a police at all. And, uh, and I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'll just be like, why do I, what is it about me? that makes you think it's all right to admit this kind of stuff to me. You know, I don't mind, 
But I just don't understand it. Yeah. That good job on your crimes, uh, key guy. But could you just open my, could you just break into my vehicle so I can get my keys? Please. But that is kind of weird. I never even thought about it till this week. And I was like, that kind of happens a lot, man. That kind of happens like uh, a little too often. I think more often for me than than most people. But anyway, anyway, so that happened to me this week. Another thing that uh, I checked out this week, I watched uh, I watched Snowden on uh, I watched Snowden on Netflix about Edward Snowden. If you don't know who Edward Snowden is, I have his Wikipedia page pulled up right here and you glenn you're prepared what's up with that you actually have something prepared yeah i googled something right before right before i started the podcast today i googled something like at the last minute so so that is about the that's about the level of preparation that i did um but anyway so if you don't know who edward snowden is um, Edward Joseph Snowden, born June 21st, 1983, is an American whistleblower who copied and leaked highly classified information from the National Security Agency, NSA, in 2013 when he was a Central Intelligence Agency, CIA, employee and subcontractor. His disclosures revealed numerous global surveillance programs, many run by the NSA and the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance. And the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance, like if you don't know, I'm not reading now, I'm just talking. Like that is several countries that cooperate together um, to pretty much spy on you. Okay, with the corporation of telecommunications companies and European governments and prompted a cultural discussion about national security, national security and individual privacy. Right. And um, so, I mean, it goes on. If you want to read about them, there's a lot of reading to do. Uh, Wikipedia is probably not the best. Um source for information you know it is if you want like a rundown really quick on who somebody is but i already was familiar with edward snowden and i actually think that edward snowden's like a hero right because what happened is after 9-11 um they started um under the bush administration they started um kind of having the ability to have access to all of our lives through technology and it really they really overstepped a lot of bounds that we over as Americans over here in America if you're not in America but if you're not in America it's probably wherever you're listening is probably happening to you too you know but uh but they started really overreaching their bounds you know because it's one thing to in my opinion this is my humble opinion, and my humble opinion tends to be facts quite regularly. So, so <laughs> there's no one here to argue with me. So that is what it is, right? Um, what what happened after 9/11 under the Bush administration is uh, they started snooping, being or having the ability to snoop into our lives through our cell phones was like a main thing, like one of the main ways that they did it. And it really overreached a lot of bounds. Like it, it kind of, it kind of went 
they kind of went overboard with it in my in my uh, belief and opinion and um because there's no reason to me and this is this really this really really is one of the things that pisses me off man is is that if you live in a free country this should not be this should not even be an issue right um if you're doing nothing wrong this should not be an issue and i was talking i actually talked to a few people this week cuz i was like have you seen the snowden movie like it's been out for a while um i mean for like years um i just got around to watch it and you know there he's wanted he's out of the country now and he's wanted like i want i think they want to charge him uh, under the Espionage Act, and so he's out of the country, and I get why you have to make an example out of those people, right? Um, I get that, because then everybody that worked in intelligence would start leaking all over the place, right? Um, and I know that there's stuff that needs to be done, like dirty stuff that needs to be done to protect Americans. But I just don't think that it's right. I think that's an invasion of privacy. I think that it is in in what's the word I'm looking for? I think that it's like stomping on our freedom, you know, when you can just kinda that's kinda like saying, Well, we don't need a warrant. We'll just look at whatever we want in your life. I talked to a few people this week that were like, well, it's not the, it's not, I don't have anything to hide. I'm not worried about it because I don't have anything to hide. Right. And I was like, yeah, but it's not about, it's not about hiding stuff. It's not about having something to hide. It's like the principle of the thing, you know, it's the principle that they can do that, you know? And so what happened was it started under the Bush administration and it continued under the Obama administration because he's like, maybe we'll get better, you know, with another administration coming in that is like, like we want transparency, you know, in the campaign and all this stuff. And then it didn't change, right? It didn't change. And so he leaked it to multiple news sources and then he bounced, right? And it's just like, a, it's really, a, it's if you watch the movie, it was pure fiction, if that movie was pure fiction, it would be good. But just knowing that there's elements of truth throughout it, like it's not any movie that they make um, that's based on, you know, it'll say at the beginning, this is based on real life, but they'll make it more, you know, Hollywood and more like entertaining to watch, you know, as a movie. And it was really, it really, man, just watching it, I was just like, God dang, like, People are so, this is what people should be upset about. This is what, this is what people should be like up in arms about is stuff like this. Because this is like both sides are okay with this, right? Both sides are okay with spying on you when you didn't even do anything, right? Why, why is that all right? And technology, we just give them, we, we just like, we, we give them that. With with our cell phones that we carry around, we they have a camera, they have a microphone into our lives. They can go through all our texts, our our financial records, social media, who we're friends with, who we interact with, GPS everywhere that we go, you know, our patterns, like everything. 
And that is kind of a creepy thing, man. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the government got, uh, they kind of got a, oh, Glenn, you sound like old conspiracy theory Glenn today, but they kind of have a grasp on technology that the public doesn't have yet, that the public, we're just stupid, man. You know, it's kind of like when cigarettes first came out, you know? Probably when cigarettes first came out, it's like a novelty. Everybody's like, oh, cigarettes, don't mind if I do. Give one to my child. You know, and you're lighting a cigarette for your, like, six-year-old kid. Light daddy's cigarette, and then daddy will let you finish it off. Like, uh, and we just didn't know the ramifications, you know? When people first started smoking, they didn't know the ramifications, the health hazards, like the, the, the harmful side effects from smoking. And I think that it's kind of the same thing. I, I mean, it is kind of the same thing with, uh, with the internet and with technology. And it's like the Wild West, man. It is. I, I've said that before on the podcast. The, the, the internet's like the Wild West. And just people don't know what's going on, but they're just like, wee, You know, and I'm guilty of it, too. But it's like stuff like that. When I see that, you just, it's the, I see hypocrisy, right? And I see like, what's it even, if the stuff like this is going on, man, if stuff like this is happening, like does it, it doesn't even matter. Like it doesn't even matter anymore who's elected or what, you know, honestly, it's just a puppet. These are the people running stuff. These are the people like, like looking at stuff, you know, that they have no business looking at, you know, think about somebody, think about, you know, a bunch of nerdy techs working intelligence, you know, contractors that, you know, they're super nerds that are just like going through your texts or your text threads to your friends or your family, you know, or you're like, oh, I have, I went to the doctor today to see about my butt warts, you know, and your significant others like, well, what did they say about your butt warts? Well, they gave me some cream and said if they fester to come back in a week, you know, do you want somebody reading that? Do you want some stranger? Re- why, why does a stranger have the right to know about your butt warts? That's all I want to know. Why? Why? Because they might be, it might be a threat to national security because of your butt wars. And they'll be like, Glenn, when they see that it's about butt wars, you know, they ain't going to read that. They're going to be like, oh, it's about butt But I mean, do you know how like, do you know how like if you're watching a movie and it's like, ah, uh, you know, I need to go to bed, you know, but I just want to finish this or I'll put a bookmark in this for later. You know that they've come across some kind of text threads because they're people. People are people. You know, no matter how much discipline you have, if you come, if you're like in the middle of a good thread, tell me that they don't put a, a bookmark in that. Oh, I hope that guy's butt warts got better. I'm going to come back and see about that another time, you know, or see what happens next. You know, or turning the camera on or or looking at people's pictures. You know what I mean? Come on, man. That should bother you. <laughs> Get mad about it. But anyway, I guess that uh I guess that I've said my piece about that and I'll just move on with my life. Somebody actually hit me up, right, about speaking of technology, somebody actually hit me up and they're like, you know, a lot of people are going to this thing called parlor. Uh it's a social media platform. Okay. 
and it's uh it's called Parlor, and a lot of people have been going there lately, and I didn't know anything about it. It was like you know you should check it out maybe you know because I just got an account, and uh I was like I didn't even know what it was, and so I looked it up, and from everything that I see, it's a bunch of uh, it's like. It's supposed to be something that's not censored, like a because there's been a lot of talk about censorship uh, lately, and uh, it's supposed to be a social media platform that's not, it doesn't censor you, but from what I'm reading, a lot of of right wing people, like um, Republican people, are going there, especially now after the election, even before, like earlier this summer, a lot of people are going to parlor to. Uh, to have accounts on parlor and like here's my thing is people were talking about censorship and uh i've read a lot about censorship and i'm for one like i really don't i really don't uh i don't agree with censorship at all but i think that if you have a privately owned company yeah or if you run like a social media app and the social media app um, does censor something that you say, I don't think that that's censorship, you know? I think that, that, that censorship is kind of like, because that's kind of like going in someone's house and being like, you know, I want to hang out in your house, but I'm going to say and do whatever I want. And they're like, no, but you can't do that here, right? You can't do that here because this is like my thing. And you can't come into my thing and just do as you please, right? And so, and a lot of people would be like, oh, life's censorship. <laughs> like, that's not censorship, bro. Like, censorship is like when the government tries to censor what you say, right? Or like the, 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 like you're being policed by actual authority figures, you know? Um, and that's what censorship is. Like, that's when sense. oh, I shouldn't say that's what censorship is because that, I don't think that it's, I mean, it is censorship if you're using like a, like, like a um, social media app and they shut down what you're saying. Like that is censorship, but I don't think it's really dangerous censorship. I think that they're just saying that this is my deal. This ain't your deal. And so I'm saying no. Yeah. Which is like, if you're, if you're, if you're pick, if you picked up a hitchhiker, okay. Um, and they just start saying crazy stuff in your car and you're like man i ain't trying to hear this and you pull over get out of my car that's my car guy but i don't want to listen to what you guys say like that's like and then the person would be like that's censorship it kind of is but at the same time it's kind of not right it's kind of not because i you voluntarily got into my car right like if i force you if i'm like you're gonna keep riding in my car you're going to keep riding in my car. You don't have a choice, but you're going to shut up. I'm going to tape your mouth shut. Now, that's where it gets kind of sketchy, right? That's kind of where it gets kind of weird. And to me, I look at it the same way. And a lot of people, like, I, I thought about it, right? I thought about it because I was like, maybe I want to, you know, make a social media account. But when I read about what it's about, I was like, I really don't want to go anywhere and just, like, just see a bunch of political stuff, right? Because I don't go to, I don't go to social media for politics, like for uh, political discourse. Uh, I don't, right? And uh, 
because like if it's just a bunch of random people that I've never met in my life, a lot of them, because there's something there's something about um, like Facebook might be people, you know, but then when you get into Twitter and other uh, platforms, it's like more impersonal because like it's not you might have a couple friends on your account. But it's more like people that you don't know. And so, like, people that you don't know, who cares, man? Like, I'm not going to come to you and be like, what do you think? Mm -hmm. What do you think about it? People I don't know. And so, you know, that's not why I'm there. So I was like, well, maybe I'll make a parlor account. You know, because even if it's more right-wing people, like, I don't listen to my podcast, man. Like, I want people of all places to listen to my podcast. But then it's like, I don't want to, I don't even want to feel that, man. But I don't got a problem with it, right? I thought about it. I really don't got a, I don't have a problem with it. Because if anybody can do it and use it, like, and it just happens to be, it just happens to be uh, more of a, conservative or right wing or republic whatever you want to call it right now like why what's the problem why are people so snotty about that like i don't get it what if 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 left-wing democrats more liberal like if they had their own like we're going off over here to do our own thing you know freedom of speech over here like why does it matter you know it's like the uh it's like it doesn't it doesn't because if you don't, that's the beautiful thing about it is like you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do, right? And and so it's just kind of a, I don't know. I talked about it being a wild west like the internet. It's just like people can be like, well, I'm mad. It's like kind of like a, it's like, you know, when your kid gets mad and they like stomp off like, I'm going to my room, you know, and they go to their room and slam the door. That's kind of what parlor is, man. And so, like, let your kids stay in their room, right? And uh, and some of you might not agree with me, and that's fine, because I really don't wait. I, I feel okay waiting into political, like, issues. I feel okay about it a lot of times when I'm kind of neutral, you know? And in this situation, I kind of am neutral to, to both sides, you know? I kind of am neutral in this situation, uh, because I really don't have a problem with either side. You know what I mean? And I mean, if I do make a parlor, Glenn thinks the podcast, it won't be a political statement or a political, it won't be anything to do with politics, you know? And if people hate me, if people like be like, that's it, I'm not ever having, which I probably won't because Twitter is like, I ain't trying to sit on my phone all day. Like, let me give them more stuff to monitor, you know? <laughs> because <laughs> you know they're going to watch me. Uh, but, I mean, it's like uh, if people get mad at me and hate me just because of that, then they really don't like me anyway, you, which is kind of my opinion about, like, like uh, my opinion about if people do that because they find out, like, if you voted for a, a guy or a lady and it's not the guy or the lady that the other person voted for, and they get mad at you, and you're you're dead to me. Just just so you know, and I've seen a lot of that. I'm I'm having a followers purge right now. If you just go ahead and unfollow me or unfriend me, like come on, man, come on. You can be friends with people. Everybody needs to calm down, you know. And I'm gonna tell you why. It all comes back to Snowden, right? It all circles back around to that because if you think that for one minute 
These people aren't greasy, filthy, power-hungry people, which I'm going to get off this. I'm going to get off this because it's almost Christmas. I don't want to talk about this. I want to quit talking about it, man. I want to quit talking about it. So I'm going to quit talking about it. But if you think, if you're going to let these people determine who's not in your life and who's in your life, you're out of your mind because they're both dirty. And they're both, like, okay with people spying on you and taking away, like, a freedom that you just think that you have but that you really don't have. You know, we walk around assuming that we have a certain level of freedom that we don't even have. It's kind of like a mind game, man. And that's not cool. And so... I say all that to say all this. I'm going to shut down this kind of stuff on my podcast. I ain't even like, I just get all keyed up. And I mean, that will make nobody feel good. But it's a good, like, you should be aware. I think that's important to be aware. It's important to pay attention to what's going on, man. Yeah, it is. And what's going on is like, it's not always what you, it's not always what you see directly in front of you. Right. It's kind of like the it's kind of like I was talking about the key guy that's like, I do crimes, you know, and people coming up to me that's like, I did dishonest things. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like, I've always had the mind that looked past what's going on directly in front of me. And no matter like I have paid attention less, but I'm always kind of paying attention to my surroundings. Right. Um. Like, and by saying that, I mean, like, I'm always kind of paying attention to things, like, if you look at me, that you don't think that I'm paying attention to, right? Because things will catch my eye, or I'll see people's behavior, or I'll feel people's, like, uh, if someone's nervous, like, I'll kind of sense that. I'll see little body movements that they make. Like, there's stuff where I'll be out in public and I'll be like, oh, they just, that person, that person just bought drugs from that person. Like, and I'll just see it out of the corner of my eye. And it's not always, sometimes it's annoying. You know, sometimes thinking like that kind of like, uh, it keeps you from enjoying like what's right in front of you. But it's just kind of how I'm wired, man. And so, like, when it comes to, when it comes to this kind of stuff, like, I don't take it for face value, right? I'm just not like, oh, well, that's what they say. That is what it is. Like, I'm always, well, let's go a little bit deeper. All right. Like, why am I so upset about this? If, you know, in the grand scheme of what's really going on, uh, it's just kind of like a, it's smoke and mirrors, right? And so that's just kind of how I be. You know, and that's kind of what this whole podcast, this whole podcast is just based around, you know, I just wander around certain parts of my brain. You know, I start off talking about logging my keys in my car or melatonin or whatever it is. And I end up talking about how everything is not what you perceive. And that's just kind of, I mean, that's a perfect example of what this podcast is, you know. But anyway, speaking like, did I talk about Drew Barrymore's Crooked Talk before? Like, Drew Barrymore has a, um, I might have talked about it on the podcast. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I ever did, you know, but something is unsettling about Drew Barrymore. And uh, I, I watched an interview she did on her new show with uh, her ex husband, Tom Green, which I'm a huge fan. A huge Tom Green. I've been a Tom Green fan like forever. Like I had 
the Tom Green VHS tapes when he was on MTV, you know, with Glenn Humplick. And, uh, like, I've been Tom Green when I first saw the Tom Green show. I was like, this guy gets it. Like, this guy gets it. it was so, because you had the Polly show, what's up, buddy? You had that, you know, and Polly Shore was cool when I was young, you know. Polly, everybody liked Polly Shore. Polly Shore was on MTV. Polly Shore, yep, but by your don't son in law, grinded. He liked the Encino Man, the Biodome, the, you know, the, I mean, he was like, he, Polly Shore was the bomb, man, when you we were young. But then when Tom Green came along, I just felt like I didn't really relate to Polly Shore. But, I mean, he was funny. I related to Tom Green, right? Because he would do things that just made people uncomfortable. And he was just so, it was so groundbreaking. There was a freedom to that. You know, there was a freedom to what they did. And, you know, the older, I've kept up with them, you know, through the years. Actually, I had the old Tom Green VHS tapes. And that's something I'll never forgive my friend for. He borrowed my Tom Green VHS tapes. I've said this before. And then he killed himself, right? And he killed himself. And so I never got my Tom Green tapes back, right? And he was a close friend of mine. I'm not trying to make fun of suicide or any of that stuff. But I mean, you can't be like at the funeral and be like to his parents, like, uh, he, uh, he adds my Tom Green VHS tapes, you know, um, can I get him come by and get the, like, I couldn't do that. So I just lost my Tom Green VHS tapes. But, uh, but anyway, that's not funny, Glenn. That joke is off color. But, uh, but anyway, so, um, I've kept up with him through the years and the older he's gotten, the more polite he's gotten. He's just like this polite, soft-spoken, uh, Canadian. I mean, he might be a U.S. citizen now, but he's like just, his podcast is just so, good to listen to because he's so engaged. He's so real. There's a realness about him that is lacking in a lot of these overproduced celebrity podcasts. It's like he does this himself. And like right now he's living in a van driving across the country with his dog shooting dope, beautiful videos and throwing them up on social media and recording stuff. And um, he's really engaging to the people he talks to. You can tell that the, that the, that the curiosity that he has just about life and about other people is like sincere. Right. And so like, I, I mean, I don't know why I said all that because I'm talking about his ex-wife's crooked talk, but I mean, I'm really excited. I really like Tom Green. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I really like listening to Tom Green. I think he's like a good human, man. There's a lot of humans that are bummers, but Tom Green's not, man. But anyway, like his ex-wife had him on her show, her talk show, and uh, and I, I like Drew Barrymore, man. I really do. I like I like her as an actress. And she seems like a pretty cool person. You know, she came up in Hollywood. So any kid that comes up in Hollywood is going to go through some stuff and be screwed up and be a little bit crazy. But she has this talk, man, her mouth. And I've met women who do this. Not so much men, but I've met women that will, like, do you know how, like, if you think about it, she'll be talking and she'll be talking and then her mouth will just kind of go to the side 
and she'll be talking like like her mouth will be like leaning toward the right or toward the left. I think it's mostly toward the right. And she'll start talking sideways. Have you ever seen that? Like, do you have some elasticity in your cheeks, ma'am? Like, maybe it's, like, involuntary or she's done it so long. Maybe she's known for it. That's her thing. But I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it. And whenever I watch her, it kind of takes the... It kind of takes the joy out of it because to me, it's kind of like staring at a ceiling fan. You know how you'll like if you're laying in bed or you're laying on the couch and you're looking at a ceiling fan and you're trying to follow that one blade around? Have you ever done that? It's kind of like that is equivalent to me of watching Drew Barrymore talk, right? Because it's like I can't, like if I met her in real life. It would be weird. I'd have a hard time keeping eye contact because I'd be watching her mouth bounce around to God knows where every two seconds. Right, Glenn? That's mean. That is the way that she is. You shouldn't make fun of the way that people is. Well, I'm not... I mean, I love... I, I love Drew Barrymore, man. I'm just saying, have you not noticed that? Have you not... not have you noticed that and been too... Like, I can't say that. I can't say that to nobody because they wouldn't understand. Well, I understand. I'll go ahead and tell you that I understand. I understand because I've... For years, I've been like... It's it's like looking at a ceiling fan whenever I see her face. I'm just glad she's on screen, not in real life. And the people that I have known that have done that, thank thank goodness have not become uh parts of or people who are in my life yeah people who endure in my life but uh anyway yeah so that is that and that's all that i have to say about drew barrymore's ceiling fan face and uh and i'll try it man i'm sorry i'm sorry i know that i've gotten kind of I've gotten kind of uh, serious. Not serious. I've talked about some stuff that kind of walks a line. You know what I mean? It's not what this podcast is about. Because no matter where you stand, right? This is this is uh, this is like heartfelt. You know, not a lot of my podcast isn't heartfelt. It's just not. But this is, man, no matter what you believe or who you voted for or whatever, I hope that you listen to my podcast and I'm cool with you, man. Because I think that a shallow to, uh, I think that a shallow not to be, right? Because everybody is the way that they are and they believe that the way that they believe for a reason, right? And it's my belief that if we lose the ability to talk to one another and and be respectful to one another then it it's really doing a disservice to ourselves, right? Because if you really believe that someone else is wrong, then you'll never change their mind by hating them, you know? You'll never change their mind by hating them. And you got to think that there's a reason why everybody is the way that they are, and, and maybe you're the person that, that uh, you know, will be the one that comes into their life and make sense to them, you know, with what you guys say, because we're all brought up a lot differently, you know, and, and we did just people are people and, and somehow it seems like we've lost sight of that or a lot of people's lost sight about that. And I really don't like that. It kind of makes me sad, man. But anyway, so I'll end on that. <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, thanks for listening to the Glenn Thanks the podcast today. Information about how to hit me up. My hit me up info is in the notes of this podcast. And uh, rate, review, subscribe. Like if a new episode drops, you don't know, right? I've I actually went through my my podcast list and subscribed to a bunch of podcasts this week because I always download them. You know, I'll always go through my library and be like, well, what dropped? And then I'll have to go download all the episodes. But it's, it's like, if you just subscribe, um, then it will just be there. It will be there waiting for you. Um, it will be there waiting for you in the parlor. <laughs> I'm just kidding, in the bathroom. But anyway, I hope that you guys stay safe, man. There's a vaccine. There's fitting to be a vaccine. So everybody keep wearing your mask. Do what you're supposed to do. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace out.